Well, welcome to COTK. It is great to be with you today as we are starting a brand new series called Love, Life, and Relationships because my heart for you, and I, I believe God's heart for you, is that you grow in godly relationships. So listen, throughout this series, anytime you're watching online, anytime you have a question, why don't you drop us a message? Let us know. If you have some resources that like, man, what if I had this? Do you have that? Let us know what we can do to help you grow in your godly relationships. So today, I'm going to be sharing briefly, and then I'm going to bring my lovely wife in, and we're going to answer some questions. Some of them are scripted, and some of them are not. So excited about that. But let's just jump in right away, because the title of today's message is, Why Do I Even Need You? If you've ever been in any type of relationship that lasted at all and had any depth to it, you probably found yourself at the place of frustration, where you're like, I don't even think I, I can do this well because it's stressful. Have you ever been in that situation? I imagine probably have. Even in divine relationships, I can speak from the place of marriage where marriage can be trying, can be amazing and wonderful. But I want you to know that godly relationships are worth fighting for. It's really naive to think that we're not going to have conflict in relationships. It's idealistic, and I would love that. I think we'd all love that. If none of our relationships, we had any conflict. But the fact of the matter is that familiarity does breed contempt, and it is easy to stray from the, from the spirit and into the flesh when you're dealing with relationship. So what are some basic principles that we can apply, biblical principles that help us to recognize that we need other people and that our godly relationships are worth fighting for? Here's the first one. Number one, godly relationships bring out the best in us. This is so true, but just recognize that the tactic of the enemy is to take the godly relationships that you have, and instead of them being a fountain of life and joy and strength and peace, he wants to turn them into a place of frustration and fear and doubt and suspicion, and that's not God's heart for you. Proverbs 27, 17 says this, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Your godly relationships, your God-ordained relationships are designed by God to sharpen you as iron sharpens iron. I got the picture, though, as I was preparing for this. I had the revelation as a guy who owns a lot of knives and a lot of knife sharpeners. The interesting thing about a good sharpener is that if you take a sharpener and you take the, the blade and you blunt it along it, you can take two knives together. I don't know if you knew this, but you can take two knives and you can sharpen them both together at the same time, but only if they're alongside each other and they're at the right angle, the correct angle. If you just come and blunt it, like I'm doing this with your knife, my knife and this with your knife, all you end up is with two dull knives. The only way, the only way for two knives to sharpen each other is for them to be at the right angle and alongside of each other. Now, there's a principle in there. It's iron sharpens iron. Here's the reality. Every meaningful and deep relationship that you have, there is going to be friction because there will always be disagreements. You have two people. They're probably not going to agree on the same thing. In marriage, that's absolutely 100% a certainty. But I want us to recognize that godly relationships, when they're submitted to the Spirit of the Lord, we are walking in 
the leading of his spirit, we allow that relationship to sharpen us. The second thing, godly relationships stand in the gap for us. What does that, what does that mean? I don't know if you've heard of the Battle of Thermopylae, where 300 men stood literally in a geographical gap and they fought off the enemy so the rest of the army could escape safely and not be annihilated. You see, the gap for us is filling the place where the enemy wants to come and decimate the other person in the relationship. Godly relationships stand in the gap for us. In 1 Samuel 23, verses 15 and 16, David was at the end of his rope. He was exhausted. He was worn out. He had been chased by Saul relentlessly. He and his 600 men were exhausted. He was ready to just lay down and give it all up. He was, he was at the end, at the end, just he couldn't do it anymore until his best friend showed up. Jonathan. And it says this in verse 14 of 1 Samuel 23, David stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness in the county of Ziph. Saul hunted him day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. In verse 16, it says, Jonathan went to find David and he encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Don't be afraid. Jonathan reassured him, my father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel and I'll be next to you. As my father Saul is well aware. He said, don't be afraid, be encouraged and I'm with you. Let me just say that godly relationships, I'm saying it again, they stand in the gap for you. Have you ever been in a relationship where there are gaps? What do you do in that relationship where there's a gap? There's a place where the enemy is flooding through that nobody is standing there. Maybe that's been you, that you've stepped out of a place of safety and security in your heart and the relationship, and you've given a gap for the enemy. How do we close that back? Four quick, simple things. Here's the first thing. Gaps happen because trust is broken. I want you to see that, that a gap happens because trust is broken. You're guarding your heart, so you step out of the place where you're, you're protecting. What do we can do? Here's the first thing. Number one, choose feeling over faith. In other words, don't fake like everything is all right. Deal with the issue. Deal with the issue. James 4.17 says this, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. How does that relate to choosing feeling like, yeah, this hurts. This is not fun over faking like everything's okay. It's okay to feel that, but you have to act in the right manner and speak your heart and say, hey, this hurt me. I got to fix this. You don't fake it. You choose to recognize that your feelings are there and they matter. And you speak the truth in love. You deal with the issue. Second thing, gaps happen. How do we fix it? Choose forgiveness over bitterness. It is easy to become bitter. When you are wrong, when you are hurt when someone has done something that is offensive and painful to you, it is very easy to harbor a seed of unforgiveness, but left unchecked, it turns into bitterness. Hebrews 12, 15 says this, look after each other. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up. You'll either be bitter or you'll release the other person. Are you going to release the other person from the wrong? Are you going to forgive them, which is an act of the will, and choose to release them to let them go? 
That's how you deal with bitterness. You release the wrong. Are you going to be bitter or are you going to be better? It's really the I that makes the difference. And I've got to choose when there's a gap in my relationship, choose to release the wrong, choose forgiveness over unforgiveness. Here's the third thing. You have to choose trust over suspicion. Choose to trust. Believe the best about the other person. Think the best about the other person. Let me just say the tactic of the enemy is to get you in a cycle of when you have been wronged, when you have been hurt, when a gap opens up in your heart and in the relationship for you to believe the worst. Don't do it. You believe the best about the other person. First Corinthians 13, seven. This is the love chapter. The amplified version says this. It says, love bears all things regardless of what comes. It believes all things looking for the best in each one. It hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. It endures all things without weakening. Choose, choose trust. I'm going to trust them. I'm going to believe the best. I'm going to think the best. I'm going to speak the best. Let me just remind you that your words are a tremendous indicator of what's going on in your heart. I don't want you to have gaps in your relationships and gaps in your heart. Fill it with the very spirit of God and be spirit led. Choose feeling over faking, forgiveness over unforgiveness, trust over suspicion. And the, the fourth one, choose healing over hurting. Remember, the goal of the relationship is health. You will be wounded in relationships, period, because no one's perfect. But the goal is health. God's heart for you is to, that you can walk in his healing mercy and grace. The goal is health. So you have to choose healing over being hurt. What's that look like? James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Are you confessing your sins? In other words, when there's a wound there, are you saying... Okay, remember, feeling over faking. This is what's going on. But I think maybe, maybe I, here's, here's my wrong. You see, it's God that gives us forgiveness, but he uses people to bring us to the place of healing. Confess your sins. Where are your shortcomings? Yes, you've been hurt and wounded, and, and perhaps that other person was a legitimate wrong, but you're not perfect either. Are you able in your wounding to receive healing from God and recognize that mm, there might be something in you that you need to confess so that healing can come to you as well? You get that? It was so easy in my marriage for me to look at the wrongs of my wife and be wounded by them. And while I was focused on the wounding that she had perpetrated in my mind, and in some of it in reality as well, it was, I was unable to recognize where I had wounded her because I was so wrapped up in my own wounding. And when I realized, wow, it's me. God brought healing to me. I hope that for you as well. Here's the, the third thing. The first one, and the godly relationships that are worth fighting for, they bring out the best in us. They stand in the gap for us. Here's the last one. Godly relationships confront us with truth. Who can speak truth to you? If people speak truth to you for your betterment, not to release their own frustration, 
That's a godly relationship that's worth fighting for because godly relationships speak the truth in love. That's Ephesians 4.15. They speak the truth in love. Proverbs 13.20 says this. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Wise people recognize. They recognize that they have an obligation at the right time and the right way to speak the truth in love. Sometimes you'll get it not in love, especially if you're married. It's just going to happen. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. If you can get to the place where you know that your godly relationships are going to bring the best out of you and the other person, when that, that godly relationship, that other person is going to stand in the gap for you and you're going to stand in the gap from them. When you get to the place where you know that godly relationships, they confront the other person with truth and love. And yeah, sometimes it hurts, but it's a faithful wound that brings wholeness and healing. And you got something there. Don't throw it away. That's my prayer for you, that you fight for your godly relationships. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make you and the other person better. It's God's design and God's plan. And the enemy hates it. That's why there's friction. Speaking of which, I'm excited to bring my wife in. So let's pray. And then we get a little Q&A with my wife and myself. Father, I just pray that we always stand for the godly relationships that you've put in our life. And we don't let the tactic of the enemy to bring division to be a tactic that wrecks our lives and ruins our relationships. Lord, I just pray that we can see that you created godly relationships to sharpen us, to bring us to the place where we're operating in our best, where we have people that we're standing in the gap for and they're standing in the gap for us, Lord, and that we are speaking the truth and love, knowing that that is what grows us up in you.